Good morning. This is Pastor Mike Letterman with ChristLives.org. You know, my granddaughter asked me a few days ago, why didn't I have any kids' lessons on the air? That was a good question. I didn't really think about it before. So today, before our main lesson for the adults, we're going to do a special lesson for the children. Annie, what would you like to hear today? Um, about Jesus walking on water. Jesus walked on water. Annie, that is a great story, and that's one of my favorites. You know why? Why? Because it's about faith. See, when Jesus was walked on water, it's in Matthew 14, verses 20 through, 22 through 33. The Bible says that immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got himself out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out with his hand and called him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Today, truly, you are the Son of God. I really like that lesson because it's a story of faith. Faith, adults and children, sometimes goes up and it goes down. You can see from the lesson that Peter wanted to walk on the water like Jesus. But instead of putting all of his faith and confidence in Jesus, he was afraid by what he saw. He was afraid because of the wind. He was afraid because of the rough water. And he started to sink. So Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. So Annie, what lesson do you think that we can learn from this today? Never let go of Jesus. That's right, Annie. We should never let go of Jesus. And why should we never let go of Jesus? Because he's our Savior. And Baba, he would not let go of us. Annie, that's very true. The Bible says that once we become a child of God, that he holds us in his hand and covers us with the other one. And what is in his hand, no one can ever take out. Isn't that a great promise? Yes, that is. Annie, it's really been a pleasure to have you on the show today. And I, I love the fact that you have such faith and confidence in Jesus and that you love him so much. Yes, I did. <laughs> Would you like to come back again sometime? Yes. All right. Well, I will have you back again, Annie. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you, too. You know, my granddaughter's profession of faith and what she shared with us today reminds me of another personal encounter that Jesus had, and it's one of my favorites. In, in John chapter 4, verses 23 through 30, he talks about how Jesus met a woman at the well. And I'm sure all of you are familiar with the story. Let's take another look at it and check out a different twist here. Let's read from God's Word. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. 
Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband. In that saith thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. For worship ye know what? That we know what we worship, for the salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. And when he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman left her water pot and went away into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Now, this is interesting. The main character in this passage, other than Jesus himself, is a woman that was considered to have low morals and a bad reputation. This is seen in the fact that she came to Jacob's well to get water at noon during the hottest part of the day. You see, the other women would have come early in the morning or late in the evening to get their water. History has told us that those gatherings were often opportunities for the women to catch up on their gossip. Verse 18 actually says, why didn't she come with the other women? In fact, she was probably the subject of of the gossip on many occasions. When she arrives at the well this day, she meets a man named Jesus. He tells her about an everlasting well of water from which she can take one drink 
and never thirst again, as in verses 13 through 14. She hears about the true path of salvation, and she is saved by the grace of God. What a wonderful day it must have been for this woman. I want to jump toward the end of this account today. The woman has heard the gospel, and she has believed. She is saved by grace and is a new baby in Christ. Now, here's a woman who is freshly saved. Her faith has not yet had time to become jaded. Her faith hasn't yet become tarnished. We have the opportunity to look at faith as it appears fresh from the womb of grace. The kind of faith this woman had in her life is the same kind of faith you and I need to have in our lives today. Allow me to share with you the qualities of this woman's faith as we catch a glimpse of pure faith. Why don't we talk briefly about what the conflict between the Samaritans and the Jews so that you understand better the conflict that would have arisen for a Jew to be talking to a Samaritan woman. You see, the Samaritans built their own temple, which the Jews considered to be pagan. The feud grew, and by the time of Christ, the Jews hated the Samaritans so much that they crossed the Jordan River rather than travel through Samaria. Now, who are the modern-day Samarians? Samaritans today are both a religious and an ethnic group that's located in the Palestinian territory, which we're having so much discussion on the news today, Palestinian territory and Israel. Ethnically, ethnically, they are descendants of the inhabitants of ancient Samaria, the center of the northern kingdom of Israel. Let's look again at the woman. The woman had a very simple faith very much like Annie had this morning. You see, Jesus had come to his own people and had demonstrated his power and his identity through many miracles and signs. He had perfectly fulfilled the prophecies about the Messiah, and yet they had rejected him. Look at John chapter 1, verse 11. You'll see it there. But here, here's a woman, a child of the hated race of the Samaritans. She hears the word of God, and she believes. Note here that there are no miracles. There's no water turned to wine. No demons are cast out. No multitudes are fed with a little bread and a few fish. No one's walking on water, as we discussed this morning with Annie. No one is raised from the dead. Jesus simply tells her the truth, and she believes it, and she is saved. Hers is a simple faith. This is the kind of faith that saves souls. Jesus said that when we come to him as little children in Matthew chapter 18 verses 1 through 5, that is we are to lose all pretense. We're to be open and honest. We're to simply believe him by faith. Saving faith is a simple faith. Grace works in the heart of the sinner and shows him his condition. Grace shows the sinner where to look to be saved, and grace provides the faith to look. That is saving faith, and it is so simple. The best testimony in the world is simple testimony of salvation by grace. The best testimony is your testimony. It's the one thing you never have less of because you have shared it. As we continue to look at the woman, take note that she had sincere faith, sincere faith, after she meets Jesus and believes in her heart that he is the Messiah. 
He forgets, she forgets everything but him. She drops her water pot in verse 28 and heads back to the city to tell the others that he's here. This man who moments before had been absolutely nothing to her was now the focus of her thoughts and her actions. That is an amazing transformation. This is how it works for everyone who meets him. One moment, He's the Lord Jesus Christ, some holy, distant man who died on a cross. But when faith is exercised in him, he instantly becomes a personal friend and the absolute focus and center of your being. His salvation is amazing because it brings about such an instantaneous depth of change. Take a look in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Think about all the things that changed for you when you received Jesus as your Savior. This woman left town that day, a dirty, vile, hated sinner. The women hated her because she was an easy mark for the men. The men used her body but didn't care a thing about her. She left town a nobody, but she returned to town a newborn child of God. Everything had changed in an instant. When simple faith is exercised in Jesus Christ and the soul is saved, sincere faith quickly develops in the heart of the believer. The woman had a sharing faith. After she is saved, the first thing this woman wants to do is to go and tell somebody else. She didn't keep this information, this salvation, just to herself. She ran back to town to the crowd who knew her best and told them about Jesus. Years ago, I worked with a young man who was a heroin addict. He was a recovered heroin addict. And he told me that one of his counselors, one of his Christian counselors, one asked him, one time asked him, said, Hey, what would happen if this building were on fire and you had a way out and there was a bunch of people in here with you? What would you do? Would you immediately go to the way out and close the door and not tell anyone? Or would you tell two or three people, say, Hey, I found a way out, let's go? Or would you tell everybody that was in the room, Listen, I have found a way to save our lives? Come with me and let me show you the way. What would you do? This woman ran back to the crowd that she knew her best and told them about Jesus. Not only did she tell them about him, she invited them to come and meet him for themselves. She said, he's still out there. And what he did for me, he will do for you if you will come to him. You know, it must have done some good too because several of those men believed because of her witness and others came to know Jesus because of her invitation. Suffice it to say, this woman was responsible for turning a town to God. Look at chapter, verses 39 through 42. This woman had the kind of testimony we like to parade across the platform and show off. She had one of those spectacular testimonies of a life saved from the bottom. In this case, the Lord took one of the vilest citizens, or considered to be one of the vilest citizens of that town, and used her to bring many souls to Jesus. However, you don't have to go to the bottom to have a great testimony. You don't have to, as my dad used to say, wall in the hog pen to know how good it feels to be clean. What I'm saying is this. If you are saved, then you have a testimony. 
You have a story. You have something to share with others. As long as you can say, I have met the Lord Jesus and he changed my life and he can do the same for you and here's how you can know him, then the Lord can use your life. There's just something about meeting him that makes you want to tell others about him. It's hard to keep this to yourself. It's comforting to know that as we attempt to witness to others, we have the promises of God in this matter. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let's ask the Lord to develop within us a sharing faith. This woman had a shining faith. There was something about this woman was different when she came running back into town. I guarantee you, they had never talk, never heard her talk about religion before. Now here she is, talking to them about the Lord and inviting them out to meet him. The change in her life was plain to see. When the Lord is truly in your life, it will get out on you. You won't be able to keep him a secret when he lives in your heart. I guess it's the whole light and the candle thing. When he puts his light within your heart, you will stand out from the darkness around you. You know, this woman had a saving faith. This is one of the best aspects of her testimony. See, she went to the well that day to get enough water to last the day. She returned with enough spiritual water to last an eternity. She got more than she bargained for. She got saved. You can see her in this passage as she attempts to outmaneuver the Lord in verses 9 through 25. When she hears his claim to be the Messiah in verse 26, she loses her will to fight and she believes in him by faith. The best thing you will ever get out of this life is saving faith. Be sure you're saved by the grace of God today. Think of all the things that because you are saved. And if you are, ask him to create within you all the other things he placed within this woman when he saved her soul. Have you ever been to the well and left with more than you came after? If you're saved, you know that you have. We can ask the Lord to do within us what he did within this woman. Let's ask him just to give us a simple faith, a sincere faith, a sharing faith, and finally a shining faith. Let's ask him to take us and use us like he did this lady. He can and he will if we're saved and yielded to him. Can I ask you to bow with me, please? If you can't bow, you're behind the wheel of your car, that's okay. God has heard me many times behind the wheel of my car. I prayed a half an hour at a time on my way to work. Sometimes an hour. Sometimes two and a half hours on the way back. God knows your heart. And he knows when you're praying to him. Dear Heavenly Father. We come before you today. Asking you to put a faith in us. A simple faith like this woman at the well. She was judged harshly by those around her. It always amazes me, Lord, how many times women are, women are, are, are judged by some of these things, but yet the men seem to escape scot-free with it.
God, help grow this faith within us. And if there be those, and I know there are, Lord, those in the sound of my voice that have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I ask you to please move upon their heart today, Lord. Show them the necessity of accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord. Show them the necessity of surrendering their life to Him. Show them the blessings that come once they have done so. And show them, Lord, the peace that they, can, that they too can obtain. Father, I know there are others out there who for whatever reason have slipped away from you. Maybe it was something a preacher said. You know, preachers are human too. Maybe it was something a preacher said. Maybe it was something a deacon said. Maybe it was something the preacher's wife said. Or maybe it was just someone else in the church who wasn't tolerant of them because of something they said or the clothes that they wore or the, the sound of their voice or the color of their skin or any of the other proclamations they have made, might have made in that church. Father, we drive our own away from you. Help them, Father, to come back because we need more and more soldiers for you. Father, I love you. And I thank you for the time that we have had together today. For this prayer I ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen. You know, if you made a decision today, I would like to know about it. Um, if you would, send an email to ministry at christ-lives.org or look us up on our, our contact page on our website at www.christ-lives.org and uh, hit our contact page. If you'd like me to pray for you, I have a prayer journal right here that's full of names. I'll be glad to add your name to it. You don't have to give me your last name. You don't have to give me any personal messages unless you want to because God knows who you are. <laughs> Thank you for your time and attention today. May God bless you and keep you. Goodbye, Annie.